You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Hi, everybody. Welcome to TMG. I'm your host, Travis Patton Sr. I enjoy discovering and sharing real-life moments of inspiration from everyday people. And this show is about finding moments of inspiration for our everyday lives. And look, and if you're going to tell me something, then tell me something good. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of TMG. Let's tell me something good. I'm your host, Travis Patton Sr. Guys, real quick, don't forget to visit our Facebook page. That's Tell me something good with the capital T. Guys, I'm so glad that you decided to join in today. It's 4 p.m. Central Standard Time right here, guys, and I'm so glad you decided to join the show. But before we get started, I got to give this shout-out, as I always do, to my best supporter and my biggest fan, Nicole, my lovely wife. Girl, that's your shout-out for the day. I know you're watching. I know you're listening. Guys, listen. In a very short time, the show has taken off and it's being heard in countries all around the world, like the Czech Republic, uh, Bangladesh, Lithuania, Nepal, just to name a few. Now, if you've been tuning in each week and you've been listening to the show, let me take the time to tell you thank you for tuning in. Thank you for what you're doing and for your support. Well, maybe this is your first time tuning in. You're First time listening, let me take the time to tell you thank you so much. I appreciate you for joining the show today. I know you're going to hear something that is going to encourage you. Guys, today's show, today's topic, uh, if you did not catch it, today's topic, guys, is take a deep breath and breathe. Yeah, take a deep breath and breathe i know with everything that has been going on sometimes we may have to pause and take a deep breath and breathe but today guys we got something really good to talk about and i come going to dive right in and get started and the way i'm going to do that is i'm going to ask a question 
I'm going to start everything off by asking a question. So here's my question. Do you remember the days when you were too young uh, to do a lot of things for yourself and someone had to do them for you? Yeah. Do you remember the days when you were kind of too young and someone had to do the things that you wanted or needed to do for you? Right? Uh, maybe mama or grandma will cook a delicious meal for you, or maybe you had someone to prepare your clothes and get your clothes ready the night before school. And your only responsibility was to go to school, come home and do your chores, and be a good child. Anybody other than myself remember the days where everybody did things for you? where somebody cooked your meals for you. They prepared your meals for you. They got the clothes ready for school the next day. Is there anybody other than myself that remembers the days when someone did everything for us? And I can't remember, and listen, and I don't know whatever made me say Something as foolish as I can't wait to grow up. When I think about that and I think about, think back saying on that, that had to be one of the craziest things I ever said. I just can't wait until I grow up. I mean, <laughs> when, we, when, we, when we had everybody doing something for us, we had it made. Am I right? They were doing everything. And I don't know what made me make the foolish statement of, I can't wait until I grow up. Uh, there was, listen, there was something that was nothing as nice as someone doing things for us. Can, can you just agree to me with that, that it was pretty nice to have someone doing those things for you? You didn't have to wake up with the responsibility of finding the food or cooking the food. Only thing you had to do was eat the food. Maybe you had to prepare a little meal for you or some brothers or sisters, but do you remember mostly someone else purchased the food and put the food in the refrigerator? And I know a lot of us kids may think that food magically pops in the refrigerator. But I'm here to tell you, food does not magically appear in the refrigerator. The power does not magically turn on. Gas does not magically come into the car. Someone has to do it. But there was nothing, there was nothing as nice as someone doing things for us. Until that statement about I can't wait until I grow up came true. Right? You know what I mean? Until that statement came true, that was we were living a life. We were living our best lives until that statement came true. Then then I understood what they meant by it's hard and it's tough. I couldn't quite understand when someone else was making my bed. 
when someone else was washing my sheets and washing my clothes, I couldn't quite understand what they meant by it's hard. I couldn't quite understand what they meant by it's tough. But when I had to make my own bed, when I had to wash my own clothes, when I had to wash my own socks, I then began to understand what they meant by, yeah, this is tough. This is hard work. This is tough being a, an adult. They said adulting can be difficult. I finally understood what it meant when I had to make my own bed, tie my own shoes. I couldn't quite understand it when someone else was doing these things for me, buying my clothes. But once, once the responsibility became mine, that's when it became a whole new ball game. Guys, I want to put up a picture of something real quick. I want to show you a picture of something. Here's a picture of someone performing CPR or they're practicing CPR on this on this mannequin. And as you can see, they got the, the mannequin, the dummy's head tilted back. And what they're doing is they're clearing the airway. They're checking to see if anything is blocking and preventing the, 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 the patient from the person from breathing. Then I want to show you this one and where she's leaning over to check and see if the person is already breathing. So when you're learning CPR, one of the things they teach you is this. First, check to see if the person is already breathing. Then the other thing they want to check and see is if anything is blocking the airway, if anything is preventing them from breathing, what's in the way from them breathing? So when you're learning CPR, those are a couple of things that they teach you. I brought that up to bring this out. CPR can be used to help someone who may need help breathing or choking. And it's performed by someone that is a certified, that is certified, right? To help help someone breathe who is not breathing on their own. But once the person has begun breathing on their own, they usually tell you that you can stop. Yeah, you can perform CPR and you can do those things that you know, you were taught to do and the things that you were certified to do. But once the person begins breathing on their own, they can they tell you this is the point that you usually can stop now. You can usually stop breathing for them because now they are breathing on their own. They don't need you to breathe for them now because they, they can take their own breath. So usually when a person begins breathing on their own, they usually tell you that you can stop. What is it? So here's my question. What is it that we are still relying on to keep us alive and keep us going? What is it that we're still relying on? What is it that we're still counting on to keep us alive and keep us going? What relationships have we outgrown? What associations we might need to reevaluate? Or maybe it's the way we have been processing things in our minds. 
or maybe it's how we think. There are some things we did that was good then, that worked then. But if we're going to be honest, now they are just in the way and distractions. There are some things that we did when we needed to rely on things that it was okay then. But now, if we be honest about it, some things are just a distraction. The way we process some things can just be a distraction. The way we think about things is merely just a distraction. It was okay and helped us to get by. But what are we still holding on to? What are we still relying on to keep us alive, to keep us going, that if we be honest about it, it's just another distraction? Yeah, it's, it's just a distraction. Can we just be honest about it, that some relationships, some associations, if we truly begin to think about those, we may need to reevaluate them. I didn't, I didn't tell anybody to throw anybody to the side or kick anyone to the curb. I said, there may be some things we need to reevaluate. Just like in this picture, before we need to breathe into something, we need to check and see if it's already breathing on its own. And then over here in this picture, where you have to check and see if anything is blocking the airway. What potentially may be in the, way, in the way of us taking our next breath? What is it that may be blocking us from taking our next breath? Is it that association that we know we need to cut off? Is it the way of thinking and processing things that we know isn't healthy? What is it that we are still relying on to pump our chest, to pump us, to keep us going when it's time to get over and move on? Just like in CPR, what is it? What is it? What relationships have we outgrown? Let me ask you guys a question real quick. Um, it's the same way, or better let me put it this way, it's the same way as we see in those in the movies and the TV shows of those people performing CPR, right? It's the same way as we see in the movies and TV shows when someone is giving another person CPR and they began breathing on their own and the person performing the CPR bends down and get, to give them another breath and the person they were working on kind of weighs them away and sits up and say, I'm breathing on my own now. I don't need you to breathe for me. So it's kind of like in those movies and TV shows where the person they were performing CPR on kind of starts breathing on their own and they begin to wave that person out the way and begin to tell them 
move because at a certain point, some help we provide is not really help. Sometimes it can become a distraction. Sometimes the breath that we are trying to breathe into someone is more of a distraction than it is a help. I don't need you breathing for me when I can breathe on my own. So it's the same way. What I'm saying is this. You don't need someone breathing for you when you can breathe for yourself. How many can agree that it's time to sit up on your own? We've had them breathing for us long enough. We had them breathing for us far too long. It does not matter how our lives began. It does not matter if you started on government assistance and I'm not knocking it. It, it does not matter if mama and them helped you and I'm not knocking it. But there comes a time when we have, when listen, when we should be begin waving folks away, sitting up on our own and telling them, I got this one. Thank you for your help. I love you. I appreciate you. But this time, I'm breathing on my own. There should come a time where we should wave everything off that we was depending on and say, I appreciate what everything you did for me. I appreciate all the help you gave me. But right now, it's time for me to sit up on my own and breathe for myself. Question, are there many of us, or I wonder how many of us are still relying on someone else to pump us up when we need to take a breath? How many of us are still relying on someone else to pump us up when we need to take a breath? Guys, I want to put up another picture here. I want to put, uh, put this picture, picture up for you real quick here. I want to show you this picture of a mountain. Let me show you this picture, get a good picture of this. Inhale and exhale. Those are two things that we can't live without. Yeah, you can live without a brand new car. You can live without a brand new pair of shoes, but you cannot live without inhaling and exhaling. Those are two things we cannot live without. You can live without a new hairstyle. You can live without a new suit, a new dress, a new look, but we cannot live without inhaling and exhaling. I want to put up the picture of the mountain one more time. Inhale and exhale. Two things we can't live without. And two things we must do to see another day. Yeah, those are two things that we guaranteed must do to see another day. And the reason I put the picture of the mountain up is this. The more we go up, the more difficult it becomes to take a breath. I've been told and I heard that the higher in altitude that we go, the more... 
At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's learning environments are designed for supportive networking and collaboration. With over 330 academic programs, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. How difficult it becomes to breathe. So the more we go up, the more difficult it becomes to breathe. So that means we got to change how we are breathing. If we plan on going up, we got to change on how we breathing. So the more we go up, the more difficult it becomes to take a breath. If we, listen, if we hope to change our view, we have to take a deep breath and breathe. Listen, if we want to see anything different, listen, the top of the mountain will always provide you a different view than the bottom of the mountain. The top of the mountain will always provide a different view than the valley, than the bottom. If we ever want to change anything, see anything different than we have been seeing, then what we have been used to is going to require that we breathe more. Because the more you go up, you have to change how you breathe. If we want to change what we have been seeing, if we want to change what we have become accustomed to, we are going to have to breathe more. If we're going to do it, we got to breathe more. It is going to require that we understand we understand how to breathe in higher altitudes. Because the same way we breathe at the foot of the mountain is not the same way you breathe going up the mountain. It will require us to change how we breathe. What I'm saying is this. What we were doing, listen, what we were doing when we started our project, when we started our goal, it's going to take more of that to continue. You may have started doing it one day a week, but if you want to see something different, you're going to have to change it to probably three days a week. It's going to require something a little different. It's going to require something more. If we want to change what we see, if we want to change what we've been used to, we're going to have to adjust how we breathe. Guys, let me ask you a question. And I, I, I know many of you already have an answer, but let me ask you this question. I'm going to put this picture up while I ask this question. Have you ever seen someone run track? Like, like these people here running track. Have you ever seen someone run track before? Yeah, running around in a circle. And I don't mean those nice, quite cute pictures, uh, those dramatic pictures that Hollywood show us. I mean the real ones, like, like this one right here. I mean the real pictures. They look wild. Look, look at the face of this person. Her face looks wild. Her head is all up in the air. 
Her eyes are closed. She's grimacing. She's squinting. Everything. I'm talking about real track. When you got to run track for real, it's not pretty. It's not cute. You don't look flamboyant doing it. You're going to look ugly doing it. You're going to make an ugly face trying to run around that track. Have you ever seen anybody run track before? They're not pretty while they're doing it. They may be pretty before they start. But while you're running, you make it. You get an ugly face when you start running track. It's because your breathing has got to change. Your breathing must change. So have you ever seen anybody run track before? Yeah, it's, it's kind of like running track. Again, it's not like the Hollywood pictures that we see. It's, it's like running, it's just like running track, guys. One thing they teach you when running track, one thing they teach you when running track is how to breathe. And I get it. Breathing comes naturally, right? Breathing is a natural thing. I get it. Some things we do naturally. For example, you can fix hair just naturally. You can repair cars just naturally. You can write and communicate just naturally. And the question would come up and why we might wonder, why would we need someone to teach us things that we can do naturally? But if we're not taught how to breathe, we will quit in the middle of a climb. We will stop in the middle of going up. Listen, they don't teach people that run how to breathe because they can't do it on their own. They teach them how to breathe so they can finish. So they can finish what they started. So when the pain hits them in the side, whether they understand it or not, they adjust their breathing and keep running. Is it possible that the pressure we've been feeling is it an indication that we need to adjust our breathing and keep running? Let me ask this question. Is there anyone that's listening? Listen, anyone that's listening that made up their mind that you can feel it in your side, but you're going to adjust your breathing and just keep running. You may not understand everything. You may not fully get what's going on. You may have more questions at this point than answers, but you've made up your mind that you're going to adjust your breathing and just keep running. Is there anyone, listen, and whether you understand what's happening right now in your life or not, or whether you, whether it makes any sense to you or not, adjust your breathing and keep running. Listen, and here's, here's what I've learned, because no matter how many people stand and cheer or walk away, some things you have to do for yourself. Even if everyone supports you or no one stands with you, what we have to understand is this.
the people standing and cheering or the people who are no longer watching or not running the race that you are. Yeah, let me say that again. The people that are standing and cheering are those who decided to walk away are not running the race that you are. In other words, they don't know what it takes for you to keep going. They will never understand fully how hard it was for you to take the last breath you just took. They will never fully understand the pain that all of a sudden came in your side or how many times you wanted to quit or throw your hands up or leave the job or call it quits on the idea or throw the whole project away or tell them how you really felt or send that email or send that text message or send that DM. They don't know how, how close you came to telling your boss how you really felt. But instead, you adjusted your breathing and kept running because there are some things you have to do all by yourself. Yeah, there's some things that you just got to do all by yourself. I know we grew up with mom and them helping us, folks helping us, folks cheering us, everybody patting us on the back, one person patting us on the back. But there are some things that you have to do for yourself. You're the only one running your race. You're the only one getting the crap. You're the only one preparing for your day. Some things you got to prepare for yourself. Some things you got to do for yourself. They can't run your race for you. Guys, I, I want to put up a picture uh, and show you something. Uh, not sure if you've ever seen this before, but I want to put up a picture and show you something. Have you ever seen this before? This image before? You ever seen this before? Maybe uh, in an old movie or TV show when a new baby was born, the doctor would 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 hold the baby upside down by its feet and then spank it one time on its bottom. Have you ever seen this image before? And I know, I get it, I get it. You're new to this stuff, so that's old, old stuff. I get it. One of the reasons doctors did this practice of spanking babies after they were born was to help clear out any remaining amniotic fluid they may have had still in, the, in their lungs and also to stimulate them to begin breathing on their own. I understand, get, listen, I get it. I understand that this is not widely practiced any longer. I mean, if doctors try this right now, you talk about lawsuits, you talk about being canceled. If doctors try this, you talk about being in trouble. I get it, this, this is not a practice that is done anymore. And you may say, well, it's kind of barbaric. You know, rough handling a brand new baby. I wish you would. You got some nerve. I get it. It's not done widely anymore. I get that, right? The idea behind this was to stimulate the child's brain. It was to stimulate the child's thinking. It was to stimulate the child's brain. 
because for all this time, the child has been relying on the mama to do all the thinking. All this time, the child has been relying on the mama to do everything. So the idea behind this was to stimulate the child's brain to understand that your next breath must come from you. It stimulates the baby's mind to understand you can't depend on mama for your next breath. It lets the baby's brain know that something dramatic has changed, that something different has taken place. I said that to say this. Maybe the shift of things that are happening with us is stimulating our minds to inform us our next breath must be our own. And what we want to depend on and rely on is no longer available. This is one of the things that COVID has shown all of us. What we believed we could rely on, what we believe we could count on, will not be there forever. And there will come a time things might be shaken up. And like that baby, and just like that baby, our world will feel like things are turned upside down. But the next breath we take, we have to take it on our own. If it makes you cry, take it. If you're uncertain about it, take it. Even when you feel fear, take it. Because it's the breath that you don't take that will harm you the most. It's the things that we are afraid to try that we won't ever exceed at, succeed at. It's the ideas that we don't research that we won't ever come up with the answer to. It's the help that we don't seek that will leave us the same way we are. It's the questions that we don't ask that we don't discover the answers to. So we got to breathe, light or unlight. Listen, none of us were born with a blank check for support from others. What I mean by that is this. We were never guaranteed full support from everyone. So what we have to begin to do, begin doing is stop expecting others to keep promise to, promises to us that we should be keeping to ourselves. Let me say that again. Stop expecting others to keep promises to us that we should be keeping to ourselves. I'm not saying that we can accomplish everything on our own. I'm not saying we won't need the support from others. What I am saying is our best support should always come from ourselves. Cheer for yourself. Begin rooting for yourself. Wake up in the morning and pat your own self on the back before you start your day. If you're single, look yourself in the mirror and tell yourself that you love you. Take yourself on a date. Romance yourself. 
Listen, I caught this revelation. One of the best ways to increase your value among others is to already have a strong sense of who you are when they meet you. So if they ever decide to go flaky, if they ever act a little crazy on you, if they ever decide to no longer support you or walk away from you, it might hurt, but you still know who you are. Some tears might have to fall, but you still know who you are. Adjust yourself and breathe. The reason we were created the way we were is because we have been designed to evolve, to change, so that we can get to, listen, so we can get to that point in our lives, we can take a deep breath and just breathe on our own. We don't need anyone else to pump us up. We listen, we might need a little help getting started, but the rest of our journey is up to us. Where we go from here largely depends on if we are ready to breathe on our own. That's not to say you don't ask for help when you need it, but it is to say this, no matter how much help we get, the next breath we take is ours to make and just breathe. Guys, it's that time. And as always, it's for the real blast. Don't forget to visit our Facebook page. That's Tell Me Something Good with the Captain T. And don't forget you to tune in on your favorite streaming platform like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pandora, and so many more. So glad you decided to join me today, guys. I got to get out of here. And as always, in parting, if you're going to tell me something, then tell me something good. I'm out of here. Peace. I got to go. Let me go. Start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options. In stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Save big money.